Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review show and a podcast and things with Phoenix West. That's me. Okay, today's episode is 112, What You Need. This episode's What You Need. Baby, I'm going to give it to you. That probably sounds like a pop song from the 90s. Anyway, episode aired 12-25-59, which makes this the last episode of the 50s. Which means nothing, really, in the show. Because there's not a whole lot of difference between 1959 and 1960, or 64, or whatever the fuck ended. Anyway, um, this episode... It's a good one, I guess. It's it's a very, very, very simple episode as far as story goes. Almost nothing to it, really. It's almost like a some. Of the, so there's some early episodes that are almost like old wives' tales that are just like these little stories. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if that happened? Oh, I heard it happen. This guy I know did it, and then it's that simple. It's just almost not a story. Uh, this opens up in the Del Rio bar, which looks like the same diner from Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up. I have not confirmed that because I don't do research because I'm not about that. The main character, our protagonist here, is sitting there at the bar, and the bartender starts giving him shit. And then you realize he has a real problem because he's not drinking enough. This guy has a non non drinking problem. He is just he's not he's not even drinking O'Doul's. He's not even drinking at all. And then they're like, "You fucking monster!" Like that's not what this bar is about. This bar is about selling booze. Are you gonna buy it or not? And he's just like, "How about you take a flying jump at the moon?" And I I don't know what that means really. I know it. I get the idea. I think he's just saying go away. I think it's a way to say that, or it's a way to say like it's basically like the kindest way to say go fuck yourself. I guess. Because he'd be dead if he went jumped at the moon. I'm not really sure what the phrase means. But like I said, I get the idea. This is when uh, Rod comes and starts doing his uh, voiceover stuff. And he does the uh, Fred Renard. He's got a chip on his shoulder the size of the national debt. And I'm like, holy shit, they were making these jokes back in 1959. If they had any idea what our national debt was now, they would all kill themselves. Or they wouldn't work so hard. Because they're like, oh, we can work hard and our kids will be, oh, no, you, it got fucked up. Go back. Like, go back and just don't bother. Don't even try. It doesn't matter what you do. Come on. If they just had any idea what our national debt was nowadays, they'd be fucking, they would give up so quickly. Oh, my God. Uh, so this, <laughs> there's this thing where he goes, he says the size of the national debt. Fred Bernard, 36 years old. And they show him, and I'm like, no fucking way. This guy's not 36. This happens, in, I think it was the first episode that I talked about. Like, where is everybody? Where he's like 32 years old or 28 years old or something like that. And I'm like, that's a, that's a 52-year-old man. What are you talking about? This guy is 36 in this episode. I want to look up how old the actor is. Because I'm just, I'm just curious. He must have had the roughest 36 years in the fucking world. Okay, so I just looked it up. And the actor, Steve Cochran, who played Fred Renard, in this, in this year, 1959, he was, what, 43? 44. He would have been 44 years old. And they said he's 36. And that might not sound like a lot, but when the average life expectancy is, you know, 58, that's a big difference. That's a lot of years. That's It means a lot to those few years. This is no way he was 36. I don't know why they even tried. And what's wrong What's wrong with just saying he's 44? What's wrong with that? I don't, does that change the story at all? Does it? Does it change anything? I don't understand it. The 36 didn't play into the thing at all. 
It, it even seems like he's more of a fuck up if he's older. Anyway, Rod goes on to describe him. He's like, he's a sour man, a lonely man, a desperate man, a lonely piece of shit fuck of a bastard man. He just keeps going on about how how awful this piece of shit is, and he just keep. I love the way he just describes him. I love. <laughs> he's almost like ridiculing him at some point that he can't hear though. He's like, oh, what a piece of shit. Nobody likes this asshole. He should just kill himself. What a horrible asshole. Oh, my God. My goodness. So this old man comes into the bar, and then he starts walking around with a suitcase, and he's trying to sell shit, as as they do, you know? And in, instead of nowadays when they go, get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't want I don't want anything. Get the fuck away from me. Do not make eye contact with me. We don't look at another human in this world now. Are you on my phone? No. Then get the fuck away from me. That's, that's how it is now. Back then, they're like, hey, what you got? Come on over. I'll amuse you. I'll, I might buy something. I could. But now we have everything at, the, at our fingertips with Amazon, so we don't need that shit. Get the fuck away from me. Do not talk to me. No eye contact, asshole. That's how it works now. But this woman needs matches. Okay, he's. I get what he's doing, but she also still needs matches. <laughs> by that I mean she goes I got, I'll take some matches I guess you know and he goes to get matches and he looks in her eyes he's like wait 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 this is what you need she's like what is it and he's like it's cleaning fluid it cleans up anything it'll clean the stain out of anything and she just doesn't argue and she just takes it I mean she doesn't, she doesn't pay for it but at the same time I'd be like that's great I still need matches I still need those matches you're, you're a terrible salesman. How have you lived this long being a salesman and still be this bad at it? It's, it's ridiculous. We are introduced to a character named Lefty who needs, he tells the old man that he needs a new left arm. And the, the bartender says he pitched for the Cubs and his left arm has gone. Crazy that he's named Lefty, even though a lot of pitchers are left-handed. It's not a fucking unique trait in baseball. Holy shit, why would they name him Lefty? That's very obvious. Oh, if there's a right-handed guy, do you name him All-Righty? No, don't do that. <sighs> he said he pitched for the Cubs. And I was thinking back in 1959 that the Cubs were still like 40 years removed from their last World Series win. And that is just incredible. That franchise is just doomed. They could win this year, but I fucking doubt it. So the old man gives Lefty what he really needs. He bends him over in the men's room. Wait, wait, no. No, no, that's later. He, 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 this time he gives him a bus ticket to Scranton, Pennsylvania. And he's like, what do I need a bus ticket to Pennsylvania for, to Scranton? And I was like, I hope he's like, I hope this would be a great, like, just a great, I just picture those memes you see online where it's like, this movie called this, and then this movie did it. This would be a great thing if he went, you got to move to Scranton, Pennsylvania, start a paper company. I'd be like, holy shit, this fucking show called it. Like he's Lefty Dunder or Lefty Mifflin or whatever. I would just love that. That would be amazing if they stole that from this. Uh, while Lefty's still talking to him, the, you realize the bartender's a real goddamn asshole. Just a notorious piece of shit. Because he, he, not only does he go, he don't have what he needs. He's, he needs a new left arm. His left arm's all fucked. He he tell he goes, oh, you got the bus ticket to Scranton? You should go. You can't play baseball anymore. They got coal mines there. Maybe you can shovel since you can't throw anymore. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you're a fucking bartender. Shut up. Shut your goddamn mouth. There's, they, they take so much shit from this guy just because he serves him alcohol. But really, he's just like a real asshole. A real asshole. I don't know why. I would not take this shit from this guy. 
it's different if you're like accomplished and you're kind of taunting somebody. You just come off as cocky, but when you're you're nothing and you're taunting somebody for being nothing who used to be something, while you were just a bartender the whole time, you're a real asshole. You're a real asshole. Yeah, nobody should take you seriously. Um, Lefty then takes a phone call and it's silent. They don't. You can't hear him because he's in the booth. Which is fine in shows and movies. I get that. I don't mind that. You kind of just read the actor's face. But this went on for a full minute because this script wasn't long enough for the episode. It went on for a full minute where you sit there and watch him go, oh, what? Oh, but you don't hear that. I'm just doing the facial expressions. And then it cuts to the old man. The old man kind of goes, yes, you did need that. That bus ticket. You needed that. Yes. He comes out of the phone booth after his moment of silence, and he tells him he's going to join a minor league ball club in Scranton. And I was like, I don't remember if he's going to be a player or like a general manager of some sort. But he says he's going to meet the owner, and he's all freaking out like he's going on a first date, and he's going to get lucky. He's like, I, I got to meet this the gentleman. He's going he's to meet the owner or something like that. And so he needs this stain. He's going. I'm going to look like a tramp. I need this stain out of my coat. I need to get a, get a shave. I'm like, you're not going to fuck the dude. It's like you'll look fine. Just, Calm down. And then, of course, you know what's going to happen when he says, I need to stain out. Because in comes the woman from before. And they hit it off. And then there's this great moment when this happens. And he kind of sees the pieces falling down, uh, coming together. Falling down? Oh, I went the opposite way there. The pieces are coming together. Uh, the two last things he sold have now went together. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's making it more obvious that this guy has, like, a power. And so uh, Fred Renard, that piece of shit, that, that lonely, sad, sane, stain of a man, the, the fucking asshole nobody likes, Fred Renard is just staring down this old man. And it's this awesome moment where it's like you see the old man in the close-up and then behind him over his left shoulder is Fred Renard, that piece of shit that nobody likes. He's just staring at him. And it's like the music's like, and it's the old man's like, uh-oh. Like, it's almost like comical, the music they use. It's very weird. But it's a really good moment. It's a good shot. I like it. Reminds me of uh, John Frankenheimer movies from the 60s, like Seconds and Manchurian Candidate. But the old man is out on the sidewalk. He leaves. He almost vanishes, but really he just walked out while everybody's looking at the other guy and looking at him trying to get his dick wet with the, the ink lady, the ink remover lady, lady whoever the fuck she is. I don't know. They don't give names. Um, they don't even give the old man's name until way later. So in this entire review, I just call him old man because that's what they call him. So I'm just going to call him that just to let you know. So the old man is outside on the, on the sidewalk. And he, Fred's kind of behind him. And he's like, hey, old man. And then he realizes the old man is scared of him. Is scared of Fred, that piece of shit asshole that nobody likes. Um, that piece of shit sour man, that lonely man. <laughs> this sounds like a song. The and it, Fred is basically like, you're gonna give me what I need. Like, what do I need? You're not gonna give it to me. You're gonna give me what I need. Give me what I need. What do I need? And he pulls him closer, and I'm like, is he gonna try to fuck this old man? He just keeps shouting like, give me what I need. I want. What do I need? Do I need you? Oh, do I need a kiss? Do I need? Oh, oh how's that? Yeah. Oh, is that is this what I need? Oh, do I need to take these pants off. Oh. And then the old man just gives him scissors. And I was, it, it does feel like a, go away, here's something, move. And that's why Fred was like, you asshole. Like, I don't need scissors. Come on. And then Fred is at home, and he closes the elevator door, and it, his scarf gets shut in it. And then he starts moving up, and it starts dragging his neck down. And then 
he pulls his scissors out after a minute, and then they they show a close up. Just this, uh, they just show the shot where he's he's trying to cut the scarf with the scissors. But you realize in that shot they couldn't get those safety scissors to actually cut through the scarf. So what they did was cut away back to Fred for like. 2.1 seconds and then back to the scarf which is now magically cut three quarters of the way and then the safety scissors kind of take over there and because they, they can finish off they just couldn't get it started you know because it was folded and i was like ah good job yeah it's great you, you kind of did it you fucking idiots why would, why would they use safety scissors just get other scissors i don't get it um and at this point i was like ah, i just want to state on this rec- on the record let it be known that the old man at this point is basically creating everyone's fate. He he doesn't have a gift of he does and he doesn't have a gift of knowing what you're going to need. But the gifts are creating the situations themselves, I guess. Because at this because without giving the ticket to Lefty, Lefty wouldn't have made such a big deal out of the whole fucking thing and he wouldn't have talked about the stain so loudly on his collar for the woman to hear. So she wouldn't have came over. So that wouldn't have tied together. Like, if he just didn't give him the ticket, Lefty would have been like, hey, I got a job. And would have sat there and been like, oh, shit. He, he would have had the thoughts, like, I shouldn't look at a bum. But he wouldn't have been in, in like, this hyper getting everyone involved mode that he w- he was in. Because the whole thing, the whole reason everybody's so excited is because he happened to get this ticket. And that's why everyone's like, oh. And he started stating so loudly, oh, I need to get this stain out of my thing. So that bitch wouldn't have heard that shit. And... That wouldn't have happened. And then, because of that, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, fucking, what's his goddamn name? Fred Renard wouldn't have heard, or wouldn't have noticed all these things aligning, wouldn't have gone outside. Or, and let's just say he did. Let's just say he made a big, you know, he went out there. It's so hard to describe things that alternate timelines. Basically, Fred wouldn't have been delayed long enough because he wouldn't have gone outside to talk to the man to get the scissors to get his scarf caught. Like, you change it by a few minutes. His scarf wouldn't have got caught. Why would it? He would have been differently. He would have been more drunk later. He wouldn't have been so like, what the fuck? He's all cocky when he got home later. It was weird. I don't know what he's cocky about. He got a pair of scissors from an old man that he almost beat up. Big fucking deal. Calm down, Fred. Chip on your shoulder, piece of shit. Goddamn Fred. Your name's Fred. Kill yourself. Kill yourself, Fred. Anyway, I'm just saying, the old man is almost creating his own, everyone's fate, basically. Um, Fred realizes the scissors are very important. They show him hanging out at someone's house, and I didn't know who it was at first, and then I realized it was the old man's. He kind of reveals his name is Pettit. I don't know, I'm just going to call him old man. Don't give a shit about that. Don't give a shit about names. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody name. Fred, Fred's hanging out there. Like fucking Marlon Brando, he, he looks like he's in The Godfather. It's very weird. The he he's such a piece of shit asshole that nobody likes that he threatens the shit out of this old man. He's like, "You get a new partner, old man. You gonna do what I say, old man? You know, you might not want things, but I do, old man. I and mean, we're gonna do this, old man." I'm like, "God, stop calling him old man. Jesus Christ! Like, I get that he's old. But calm the fuck down with that. Like, you, he, basically, the old man says." And I realized I just said, don't call my man, and I did. He basically says, I don't, I have this power, and I don't 
want to and I can't use it that often and I have to use it sparingly and I can't make that big of a deal out of it. I don't know why. I think he thinks it'll get exploited because of people like Fred. Fred threatens the guy and then the guy gives him the pen and he's like, what do I want with a fucking pen? God, what do I need this for? And then he's like, it's a drippy pen too, you asshole. What am I going to do with this? And then it drips on the paper and it picks a horse for him and then he... You know, he decides that's how he's going to do it. He's going to bet on this horse. And I feel like if you if you were to describe to someone in this episode, the actor, not the character, hey, in 2016, which, you know, that's when I, it's where I am now, um, this recording, um, for future listeners, you know, try to remember a simpler time, 2016. But if I were to describe to someone in 1959, Hey, in 2016, we have these phones that you can watch literally anything you want on. You, have, you, you can listen to whatever you want. Everything's accessible. You can read any book you want at any given time. Everything is available at all times, even to children. Children know how to use it because it's so simple. Everything's accessible. And then they would have went, oh, let's not put this horse thing in there because horse racing won't be a thing then if you have all that. Why would, why would people race horses and bet on it? And to, basically what I'm saying is I can't believe horse racing is still a fucking thing. I don't understand. I don't get the excitement out of it. I don't understand. I just, even if it was fun, let's just say I get the race car thing. I get that. I don't get the horse racing thing. But I just don't get why it's a thing anymore. It seems like we would have went, ah, that's enough of that. Okay, moving on weird i don't go to the track it just seems like a whole lot of a whole lot about nothing who gives a shit about horses anymore i don't i don't know i don't care um without all that being said the guy won a whopping 240 dollars in this fucking horse which makes this pen uh, a real asshole it makes you wonder if he only had like six bucks to his name and he bet all six on this horse and the odds were very very against it to win so that's why he won that much and that much, I mean, two hundred forty dollars, which isn't much. Even back then, that would be like winning a thousand. And he thought it was going to be like a fix-all fucking pen. He tries to do it again because a retarded Jimmy Stewart shows up to deliver the paper. If if he, I'm not using the word retarded in a bad way. There, he literally seemed like a retarded person. Um, watch the scene; it's very, very weird. He delivers a paper, and he's like, what, "What's wrong, Mister? Give me a tip." And he's like, give me a tip. And he kicks him out the door. He's a real asshole, piece of shit that nobody likes. He tries to drip on the paper again. The pen doesn't work. He goes and accuses the old man of giving him a faulty pen, even though it was faulty. So the, the faulty pen was faulty. The, and the old man's like, well, the things you need, you only need once. You know, except fucking water, air, food, everything you really need, you need all the time. That's what makes it a, a, a need, a necessity. That's what makes it a need. Other than that, it's just a want. It just is a luxury. This pen that you gave him, that wasn't a need. The comb that you give the guy at the end to comb his hair, that wasn't a need. This episode is faulty. It's, it shouldn't be called what you need. It should be called what you might want later. What what might convenience you later? It, it's Need is the wrong word for everything in this. He didn't need that ticket because he could have bought one on his own. So... Whatever. I don't I don't want to get too splitting hairs here, but it's just like the worst thing ever. No. The the old man 
is basically like, I don't have what you actually need. And this is where he, you realize where the old man actually does know what the word mean need means. That's a fucking tongue twister. Because then Fred's like, what do I need? And he goes, well, you need serenity. You need peace of mind. Humor. The ability to laugh at oneself. And I was like, it sounds like you're breaking up with him. It's very weird. I can't give you these things. I'm sorry. I tried. I just can't do it anymore. And Fred immediately threatens him and steals shoes. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this episode now? This guy's so desperate to just get whatever he can. That he just like this is this, is this important? Do I need this? Is this what I need? Is this, uh, is this serenity? Serenity shoes? Is that a brand name of shoes? Is this what I need? Is this going to be like a sense of humor shoe? Is it going to? Is this shoe going to make me laugh at myself? And like, ah! and he just goes insane and he steals these fucking shoes and then he immediately starts bitching and complaining about these fucking shoes that he just stole from this guy who didn't want to give him up. And he goes, these shoes are too tight. I don't like these shoes. They're too tight. I can't even fit up my foot in there. I don't know why they're even the right size. What do you give them to me? Why, why do you even say I needed these? Uh, and I got, they got leather soles. Those are too slippery. I don't like those. They're too slippery. Leather soles are terrible. I don't like them. Slippery, slippery, slippery. And, you know, like, and like, right when he says that, you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to slip. Why else would he fucking say that? Why? And I get it. They only have 20-whatever minutes. So whatever. It doesn't really bother me. I just like to nitpick because it gets fun. But <laughs> fucking Fred crosses the road for some reason. And then you know exactly what that means. Because then he stares at the old man and goes, I'm going to come over there and break you apart piece by piece or something like that. And then, he, you know, the old man's like, all right, let's, let's, I didn't say the shoes were what you needed. And he's like, what's that mean? I'm going to come over there. I'm going to get over there. And then he you know, starts walking halfway through the road. He, he slips a little bit, just a little bit. I thought he's going to sl- you know, slip and hit his head. I thought that was going to be it. But he slips a little bit, kind of stumbles, stands back up, and then gets hit, immediately gets hit by a drunk driver going like 140 around a corner. And when I say 140, they sped up the footage to make the special effect looked, look uh, more dangerous than it was, you know? I'm fine with that. Back then, not nowadays, you can't do that shit. It looks goddamn terrible. But... He, the, the drunk driver, I assume he's drunk because why else would he be going that fucking fast around that corner at that time of day? Holy shit, he was going fast. But he gets hit by this guy, and then the guy drives away. <laughs> it's like, well, that guy is going to have a terrible life now, or he won't remember in the next, the next day. I want to follow that guy's story now. Um, what they should do is the next episode should be about that guy. Like tell a story around that, and then he meets a guy, and, and then the, you know, kind of has a little interaction, and then the next episode's about that. That'd be fun. <sighs> Didn't do that though, but whatever. So then, okay, he gets he gets killed, obviously, because he got hit by a guy going 140. Um, conservatively, I'm gonna go and say that the old man then tells the dead Mr. Renard, or Fred as we know him, the piece of shit asshole that nobody likes, that when he met him the first time, he saw his own death. That's why he freaked out. That's why he was scared of him. And he goes, so the shoes weren't what you need. The shoes were what I needed. And I like that ending. I'm fine with that. I, I like that. But then you kind of realize the old man pretty much killed him then. You got you to gotta admit that, right? And it, it's a it's a acceptable way to kill somebody if they're going to kill you it's self-defense i get that and this guy let's be honest he's a 36 year old piece of shit that nobody likes that sour man that that incredible loser that that non-alcoholic oh my god he just sits at bars and doesn't drinks it's like he's uh, he's got his life together in some ways that's weird 
What a fucking asshole. So basically, the old man killed a person. Kills our main character. I don't know who the main character is in this. I guess the old man would be. I don't know. It's a it's a double-hander. So the old man is standing there. The coroner's there. You know, the cops are there. And for some reason, one of the cops is taking pictures. That's fine. Of the crime scene. I get that. That happens. Forensics. Blah, blah, blah. You just got to photograph the crime scene. Unfortunately, it leads to this weird scene where the old man goes, I saw the whole thing, hit and run, blah, blah, blah. This couple walks down the porch that he's talking to, and then the guy has crazy hair, and then he goes, here's what you need, and he gives him a comb. And then the old, the guy who gets the comb just taunts him recklessly about the fucking comb and why he would give him such a gift and how stupid it is. And then he walks down, and then his wife and him are watching. And then for some reason, the cop with the camera goes, hey, I'm going to get a photo of you guys. And they're like, yeah. And then he starts combing his hair. He kind of does it really quickly. And then he's not even ready for the photo yet. And the cop takes the picture and walks away. And I'm like, first of all, you look like shit in that picture because you're moving a lot. And then why is the cop taking pictures of just – they're not taking pictures of like here's who was here here's here is who was at the crime scene when it happened he took a picture like hey here's a picture of some people who walked up to the crime scene hey snapshot what the fuck why who's that for who is that picture for doesn't serve the crime it's almost like they didn't want to hire a reporter character so they're like well we have a guy dressed as a cop already <sighs> fucking give him the camera he'll pretend to be the reporter too i guess and it makes it so he gets the comb that he didn't know he needed. As he stares at the comb and he's like, wah, 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 wah. and I was like, why the fuck is your hair so goddamn greasy at two in the morning? His hair is disgusting. It is like his pillow must be fucking see through. It is so gross. And I realized people used to like put polish in their hair and like shit like that. It's because they didn't wash it that often. I don't. I don't think it mattered back then. But holy shit, it is greasy. And he was he was asleep. Oh, I can't look at it. I seriously get like kind of grossed out. I don't like grease and oils and stuff. Like when I touch food, if I have a hamburger and I eat and I'm done eating, I have to like wash my fucking hands. I'm not like a germaphobe. I just don't like the grease on me. So seeing his hair, I realize this is just me. But go back and look at it and tell me it doesn't freak you out. Tell me I'm not alone here. If just let me know, loading one line at gmail.com. Send me a message. Let me know, because I can't fucking look at it. It's disgusting. It's so greasy. It's I don't know what he's doing up there. It's like he has a grease factory on his head. Remember that tw- other Twilight Zone where the, the the asteroid and they have little. He builds a little. Uh, they make fun of the Simpsons too, where he has this little like basically uh, what's it, like a race of people. These little mini people. It's like he has this man in this episode has that like an island of people on his head and they just run a grease factory all day and they just manufacture grease for some reason. I I don't know what's going on in this guy's head, but it is a nightmare. It is a fucking nightmare. Anyway, guys, I'm going to head out. I am just fucking gross. It's like a he could you could fry chicken on his head on on a summer day. You don't need to add anything. Just put the chicken on his head. And then just let, you know, put them in the sun and then it will just take care of itself. It is that gross. It's that greasy. Oh my God. Gotta go. Um, guys, check out AmericanShow.com or LAWstudios.com. They're both go to the same site. It's all the same shit. But go there. All the shows are on there. 
Americant. Um, we're starting to do shitty movie showdown. That's starting to come. It's starting to become a reality. It's gonna be fun. They're way more fun than these shows are because it's not just me ranting about stuff. It's me writing stuff and blah blah blah. Anyway, um, check it out. Comment. Let me know about the greasy hair thing. Uh, Wonderland at gmail.com. Send me a message. And subscribe on YouTube. Loading Wonderland. Facebook, Loading Wonderland. LAW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm not good at that stuff, guys. I don't know. I've, I'm not a good salesman. Unlike the main character of this episode. <laughs> Am I right? I gotta go by. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.